Hey, Tricky Hit Campers, how you doing? It's your girl, Cecilia. I would have had this out way earlier today, but we had a situation go down. Everything's all good. The Dave Chappelle Sticks and Stones special. I wanted to talk about it so bad. I watched it last night. We laughed and laughed and laughed. Basically, this is showing people you need to laugh at the pain. And for anyone who's smart, and not these people I've been watching today, trying to analyze the jokes and, um, would molested people find this funny? It's It was everything that was offensive, and, and, and you, you know you shouldn't say, but the audience was laughing. Yeah. The audience is laughing because the fucking audience is smarter than all of you talking heads who really don't know if you should be even talking. You look like you're saying someone else's opinion and I watch you sitting in your beige on beige on beige sweater on your beige duster crossing your legs with your fucking... I want to call them high water pants, but they were higher than high water. Tight. I don't want to say faggy looking because I love my gaze, but even gays would have said he just looks faggy <laughs> with his converses on. Whatever. Long story short, you look pretentious, you sound pretentious, and you think I'm stuck. I'm going to feed these girls these answers. You, oh my God, I can't even tell you what I watch because it's some crap on YouTube because they're not good enough for main TV. <sighs> Calm down, take a breath, girl. Okay. The special was better than I think the last ones that we've seen him release. We all know how good those were. If people realize the topics he brings up make you think like, yeah, this man molested these people for years. He's had sex tapes for years. Now, who was he making these tapes for? Addressing the R. Kelly alleged situation. I hate the fact that I have to say alleged. Obviously, he's sending those out to other pedophiles who like to watch underage girls get banged. And then the Michael Jackson special. Well, think about it. When it came out that they were molested in a fucking building that wasn't built yet, most of the people said, oh, they must be liars. Even Oprah Winfrey shut the hell up about it. And she was all, this just opens up a reason to talk about this subject. Yeah, bitch, that people are still liars and they didn't get their money and they also went on trial seeing he never touched them never did anything molested or nefarious or raped them ever but because they're broke and need money from the estate they look like they're on drugs allegedly and the one Wade trying to be in Michael Jackson's special tribute and he didn't get the part decides to go on and sue. That don't make any sense. So Dave Chappelle said, yeah, he don't believe those niggas and no one does. Oh, y'all don't know if you need to laugh. People get real, get real, get your head out of your asses. See, that's what's wrong with the younger millennials. I'm so glad I'm on the older end of the uh, the spectrum. I don't even want to be considered a millennial because millennials are so freaking dumb. You know why? Because they grew up in an age where if you don't add an LOL at the end of a sarcastic statement, that can melt down a whole friendship. So they don't understand communication. Hey, that's like probably getting recorded every time you click over. Be still for one hot minute. Yeah, you, you, you. <laughs> She's looking at me like, really? Are you talking to me? Mommy, stop clicking.
Oh, what? That could be picked up in the oh, microphone. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's over there trying to find the next best topic. More people talking about Dave Chappelle. Which I should thank her because, like, watching them triggered me so bad. I was like, damn, how bad you feel? You gotta get this out there, you know, one way or another. I mean, I, I loved it. I, I loved it. And you know who also pissed me off thinking about last night? Faze on Love. Now, this is an old quote from Breakfast Club, what, last year? year some change ago maybe where he was trying to rag on dave chappelle he was so butthurt over how much dave chappelle was getting for the netflix specials and he's like dave chappelle's not funny he's the only fat fucker on earth who's ever said that sentence dave chappelle's not funny what joke do you know about dave chappelle because you know most comedians have a joke even you know cat williams my favorite jokes are <laughs> all them jokes poor little tank tank what he said about michael jackson in his pimpin pimpin special <laughs> sorry mr jackson <laughs> okay anyways and mostly that whole pimpin pimpin was like one of the best stand-up comedies ever that's what i'm saying he should have had the career kevin hart's has but you know i've already had touched on cat williams and you know his issues with drugs and the law and running from the illuminati as he says and kevin hart you know put on the dress and the illuminati helped launch his career until it's time to re-apologize for that tweet which dave chappelle touches on in the special in the right way and you know just it's, it's just stuff where if you know dave chappelle you're gonna love it and why are you watching if you don't uh, I, I don't like i don't know who's a comedian i don't like and waste my time watching because i don't do stupid shit like that i'm not that kind of a hater rarity let the neighborhood dogs enjoy their day sit down somewhere anyways yeah she agrees you know we're not haters right girl you're just not a hater like that um even the louis ck thing i liked him yeah i enjoy louis ck's comedy specials but i'll tell you one thing you're not gonna just jerk off in front of me looking the way you do i would have flung all the doors and windows open and screamed to the rooftops this ugly, fat, fucking bald de- <laughs> jerk thinks I want to see that tiny ass penis beat down. No, 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 no. And all those women who saw it went home and told no one about it. What is wrong with you? Why does Hollywood let themselves be me too in those situations? That's not even one where you got touched. I mean, Dave Chappelle completely goes in on exactly that. Like, uh, 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 he, I even asked some of the people, can I do this? And they were dumb enough to say, yeah, and then sit there and let it happen to them. Crazy. Oh, man. But, I mean, classic Chappelle, you know, David Faison love. We love Dave Chappelle. You know, we know about him, even if you don't know certain jokes by heart. He had a TV show. We know episodes by heart. Black, white supremacist. Boogity boogity nigger like there's so many quotes out of that episode alone. 
uh, episodes on episodes, people still talk about the Rick James. We still talk about Prince. What are you doing, Faison Love, that anyone talks about who remembers you? I was a teenager when you were Big Worm and Friday, and you still look like Big Worm to me. Can't help it. And not even just Big Worm. You were the insult that Smokey called you Big Perm. And my mind, <laughs> there's no Big Perm, yo. <laughs> um, uh, ask anybody who you are and see how many people walk by you. Just, 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 just saying, you know, stop being a hater. You need to go put yourself back on the map and then criticize someone else's blessings. All right. Other than that, Dave Chappelle makes the jokes. Everyone, every race gets it. Every gender gets it. Uh, I mean, there's, and, and that's the point also about comedy. You get to laugh at others and yourselves. And if you can't laugh at yourself, then why are you so sensitive? I mean, he talks about school shooters. And all this stuff is also the kind of jokes that he's always done that make you think it's kind of like screw the joke ponder the topic like did you hear what he's talking about things like school shootings that need to be addressed and we still can't find a better solution than to run school shooter drills with bulletproof backpacks and i mean i i am still traumatized from a situation in school when i was in fifth grade I will never forget, mommy remembers this, this man crashed into like a building nearby my school. He ran in the building and there's nothing scarier. This is like the afternoon, maybe one-ish, two-ish, like the day is almost over. My teacher just left. We have a parent who's a substitute watching us. All of a sudden we see all these firefighter trucks and cop cars and ambulances outside. And then you hear over the announcement speaker, there's a gun, a man with a gun in the building. Everyone evacuate. And that is the most traumatizing thing to hear as a child. I will never forget. No one stopped to grab a goddamn thing. We all literally ran an accident like we would for fire drills. And I mean, run. I will never forget running across that hallway. The way my school was built, the auditorium, which was kind of also like our gym, was on the third floor. And I was in fifth grade, so we were on the third floor. And we flew across that floor, and it was carpeted. You just never forget the sound of our little feet pounding, even though some of us big kids, because I was already like five foot six-ish, seven. At this age, I was tall, boy, maybe five eight too by then. And we flew across that floor and down those back metal stairs and burst out into the scene of the grass in the yard and hearing the kind of like sounds of all the diesel trucks and the flashing lights and thinking about that sometimes still makes me cry yeah detective came and before I get to my mama was there there was the lunch lady who somehow came up with my club my uh, class and she's over there on her knees rocking back and forth moaning and crying lord jesus help us protect us she was actually scaring us a little more in fact i think one of my classmates said you're just scaring us because <laughs> she was like please don't let us get shot you know old black lady saying her prayers to jesus uh, 
Oh man, <laughs> it's kind of funny now, but not really. And so yeah, this detective came and she moved our class because she was right. We were clearly in line of sight of somebody who wants to shoot out of a window, and you know walked us around back. And that just so happened to be the front page picture of this whole event. You see our fifth grade class walking by, uh, trying to get out of there. Uh, my mom had that paper for the longest. It might be stored somewhere. Who knows? Um, and yeah, mommy was there. She scooped me right on up and took me home. Cause a lot of parents, I don't know how they found, you know, and this was before internet really was everyday thing and, and text messages and cell phones and stuff. Somebody, this is when, you know, people called everybody, told everybody, neighbors called and talked to you. Somehow she found out and was already there to get me. Yeah. You heard it on the news? She saw it on TV on the news. Wow. No, that had to be scary. And and thank goodness we didn't live far either. That's right. She said she ran around that, drove around that corner and came and got my butt. And um, that was terrifying. So school shootings, knowing how... And that man didn't hurt anyone except himself. He killed himself. Um, it was like a long standoff. He shot himself eventually in the classroom beside ours. Um, he saw apparently he made his way up to the third floor and uh, killed himself in that room. And then, you know, school was closed for a few days while they pulled out that carpet and repainted it and put in new things and stuff. Um, I remember we all looked in there. It was like, oh, you have new carpet and stuff. But then it was like, oh, the reason why. And it's like, it was always solemn. Nobody could ever really enjoy that. We were ready just for that year to be over. Um, any one of y'all who went to Wyth Elementary back at Hampton High School, please let me know if you remember that mess going down. So it hurts my heart because I do remember that feeling, that fear. Can you imagine what the people who heard actual gunshots and bullets flying by them are going through? Can you imagine that? And that is something that our public school children have to deal with. And I just don't understand why by now they don't have proper lockdown systems. Because even after Columbine, my high school had the sense one way in. We had two armed police officers and other monitors around the school. They literally locked the doors where you can get out, but you can't come back in those doors. And you have to come in through the main entrance literally cone chained it so where hey if this shooter comes in he can't easily go zigzag left and right we can blast him when we come from behind this bulletproof room we monitor the door from right right even the metal detected us for a few days and then they got rid of those so why couldn't and we were not some urban out of control school that's what all the schools in the city had the brains to do after that went down in Colorado. Why on earth is this not happening? And urban schools where do you do get like, you know, sh someone shoots someone else because, you know, gang violence or gun violence or whatever that's going on in that area. But they don't mass murder everyone. They have cops and armed guards and metal detect the kids before they come in. Why is this not going on? And why is it because there's not enough budget for it to happen? This is a no-brainer. I'm pretty sure some police officers, National Guard, ex-vets would probably volunteer to rotate and guard the damn schools anyways. So these are the things, if you don't want to work on gun control, which I don't agree in taking away people's guns because of the few fools that want to do this, I, uh, 
But I do, oh, once again, I forgot to turn my phone ringer off. I do believe in finding ways to deter. Like, I'm not going to come mass murder knowing I'm going to get shot the second I walk through the door. Or, you know, knowing that's one more hurdle I'm going to have to get through. And why can't we find some kind of bulletproof door system on every classroom, you know, that's easily like a heavy steel door that locks down from the inside you pull all the students who are in straggling in the hallways that you can and you close that door and 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 start making the halls most of schools have that old cinder block heavy wall anyways that you can just shoot randomly through the wall what so you get some like i just said bulletproof steel doors make sure your walls aren't fucking paper thin proper guarding Somebody fucking find this, please. We have so much money that's wasted on nothing. See, this is the stuff Dave Chappelle has triggered my mind into thinking about, and I hope it has triggered others. And as far as the LGBTQ community, uh, like he said, y'all don't take 20% of the alphabet. I, as a straight, heterosexual, cis female, am starting to feel discriminated against uh, because y'all are so inclusive, and then you want to act like your own freaking mafia. I'm starting to get offended by you guys. So y'all better learn to start being more inclusive and accepting because everyone's very inclusive and accepting of you guys. And then y'all battle and squabble within yourselves. So, like he said, gays and lesbians treat bisexuals terribly because y'all <laughs> don't give them any respect. And you know you don't. I know you don't. I've seen it in my face. <laughs> Transgenders have all the attention right now. And you should be grateful. And I do get it. Being in the wrong body, you know, that's got to be a horrifying situation and all the money you got to go through. But it does ponder questions like this one I came up with a couple of weeks ago. Once you've had your penis internally, uh, sex changed into a vagina, does the prostate still stimulate an orgasm? Someone who's transgender from male to female, let me know. And that's all I have to say for this snippet of a quick excerpt from Tricky Hit Camp. I promised you guys I was going to let you have it. And there you are. I highly recommend watching the new Dave Chappelle special. When you ain't got shit to do, you need to laugh. Don't be pretentious. Don't try to analyze it. Just enjoy the ride and let jokes be jokes. We all forget how to have a sense of humor. We're all stressed out. It doesn't make any sense. Young people are having heart attacks, having strokes. They don't know how to laugh at themselves. They don't know how to be told no. So when they feel pain, you know what this is also a problem with people? They don't know how to feel uncomfortable and feel their pain because they numb themselves all day long with drugs. Drugs, alcohol, mostly opioids. You're so full of numbing that when something's funny and then you feel guilty for laughing at what was funny. So you cry. It's his fault he made me feel guilty because I laughed at someone else. I'm not supposed to do that. I'm supposed to be a nice, positive, light, love person. Sometimes there's so much light and love, I want to vomit. Oh, that's why I listen to my corn and my DMX and all my old heavy metal stuff and hardcore rap. That was the good stuff. Because it's going to be last resort in my Papa Roach, boy. And then you try to bring it back together because you know you're on the edge. All right. Y'all have fun out here. I'm going to go off and time to watch some Young and the Restless. I wasn't done yet. Pause. I don't want to take on just one or two of you. 
I did record that. I was going to say, <laughs> she is the worst. I was not done. I was in the process of signing well, you, off. Your process is all long. Well, you going to have to wait. Now it's even longer. Have you finished it? All of my mama, I tell you. Mommy comes over more after the ex got out. (laughs) He might come over next weekend, by the way. Okay, anyways, she's right. See, I can run in my mouth. I'm still going to pay this. Eventually, there will be structure to this. There is a whole lot of stuff in the works. And (laughs) we'll try to look like some semblance of a put-together radio show. (laughs) Love you guys. Peace.